What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wildlife Control Podcast. My name is Kyle Waltz, and this is episode 19. On today's episode, it's going to be one of multiple podcasts that I'm going to put out talking about mergers and acquisitions in the wildlife control space and my opinion on it as a young entrepreneur that's done a few transactions um, and kind of break it down and, and kind of make you maybe think about it in a different way that you perhaps have not thought about it in the past. Um, today's episode is brought to you by My Business Conserve Wildlife Services. If you are looking for a strategic partner to help you grow your wildlife business and get very involved in the day-to-day operations, get very involved in increasing your revenue, increasing your profit, and helping you run a more sustainable business that gives you, the owner, more freedom, we would love to talk to you to learn more about partnering with Conserve, go to growth at conservemail.com. That's growth at C-O-N-S-E-R-V mail.com, like a mailbox. All right, so really the big question today that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to get some um, mergers and acquisitions guys on here that have experience in our industry on both the buy side, going out and buying businesses, and also the sell side, going out and selling businesses. Um, These people are going to be primarily more experienced on the pest side, but a lot of the transactions that they do, do involve wildlife control. Because a lot of these pest companies do provide wildlife control. And I know a lot of you wildlife control operators do pest control. So, you know, we've talked about it before. Are you a pest control company that does wildlife control? Or are you a wildlife control company that does pest control? So there's definitely always a a cross-selling opportunity there and some synergies there. But we're going to break down kind of just really, I just want to share with you how I think about it, how I view it. um, And it will give you maybe a different perspective And it's kind of taken me some time to think about why, um, but now that I've I've been able to do it a few times and I've been able to learn from that um, and just learn from the overall experience of doing a deal, but more so than anything, different ways to grow your business. I think a lot of people, when they think about selling their business, they're thinking about retiring they're thinking about you know hanging up and not working anymore. And I think that's a good way to think about it because that's typically the, the situation that, that most people are running into is they're ready to retire. And so they sell their business and they go off and uh, they go relax into the sunset. But you know, I think if you wanna grow your business today, and you're running a wildlife control business, you should ask yourself, why are you in business to begin with? Because if you're in business today to provide income for yourself and for your family, selling your business is a way to increase your income. And I I think just the process in itself of looking at your business as a sellable asset 
will prepare you for the future, whether or not you want to sell your business today, looking at it in a way of it being a sellable asset, it's going to change the way you operate your company. And I think one of the ways that you should look at that is really selling your business to grow your business, which doesn't make any sense, right? Because if you sell your entire company, how in the world can you grow your company? There's, there's a lot of different ways to look at it, and it depends on the footprint of your company, how big of an area it's servicing. Do you have one location? Do you have five? Do you have 10 locations? What does that look like? And I'm going to run through a couple of different scenarios. So if you are lucky enough and you've worked hard enough to grow a business that has at least two locations, and you're looking to either increase your income today, or uh, get some capital to invest back into one of those locations, you can do uh, a sale of one of your branches, keep the other one that you like more for whatever reason, maybe it's the location itself, you wanna live there, but you can sell off one of your locations, keep, keep the other ones that you wanna keep, whether you have one or 10 or whatever, and you can deploy that capital back into that primary location that you're focused on. And what did you just do? Well, you, you probably just made more money. And, and here's a way to look at it. Let's say you have a business today that's doing a million dollars a year in revenue and you're turning a 20% profit, $200,000 a year. And let's say you can get five times profit for that company. Now, there's a lot of different uh, conversations that we're going to have in the future about valuations. I'm not an expert in that, so I'm not going to act like I know what I'm talking about. But let's say you can get five times your earnings, so you sell that business for a million dollars. The way that I'm looking at that is I just received an advance on my future earnings today. So rather than me working for the next five years and running that business for the next five years, I am getting those earnings today. I don't have to wait five years to accumulate that money. And we all know when you're running a business, it's not like you're always going to be cutting yourself that, that $20,000 check every month. Um, sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down. You might have a few months where a little bit slower for you know the seasons or the weather or whatever it might be um, and there's obviously a little bit of unpredictability there you might have a bunch of commercial jobs come in and you don't have a fat line of credit so you're having to utilize your own cash flow to get you through those tougher months or whatever the case may be but look at it that way you know if you can get that million dollars today now most likely you're not going to get a million dollars cash because you're a one-time service business, primarily on the wildlife side, you're gonna definitely get what we call a hold back or an earn out. But you know, in a, in a great scenario, you get you know at least 50% today and then 50% uh, a year later, assuming your business continues to meet those revenue goals. So, you know, let's say January 2021, you sell your business for a million dollars, you get $500,000 up front. And then during that year, you make $100,000 with your other company. And then a year later, 
So that's 600,000. A year later, you're, you're getting the other half. So you get another 500,000. Plus you're getting another 100,000 from your own business if your business didn't grow. So that's 1.2 million over the course of two years. It would have taken, taken you, you know, more than five years for you to make 1.2 million if your business didn't grow substantially and provide you with that kind of uh, income. So if you're running a business today to provide income, you could easily, I say easy, it's going to take a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, but you could substantially increase your income by selling off parts of your business. And for me, I've sold off a total, I've, I've sold a total of four companies. Uh, one is a pest company. One is uh, primarily a wildlife company. A pest company was very small. Um, and then I've sold two other branches of my wildlife companies. And, and in both instances, um, in all instances, it was a deal that was actually really, really good for me. And it was also really, really good for the buyer. So it kind of worked out incredibly well on both sides. So, you know, you just got to ask yourself that question. Do you want to grow? Are you looking for growth capital? Do you want to get an advance on future earnings? Do you have debt that you want to pay off? And the last one is, do you want a strategic partner? Because maybe you don't want to completely let go of that asset, but you just want to get some capital in the door to decrease you know, interest on debt or uh, just be able to give you more access to money to go out and buy a bunch of trucks or hire a bunch of salespeople or whatever it might be to grow your business. But having that closed-minded look at it of, oh, I'm not ready to retire or I'm not ready to stop, that's completely unnecessary because nobody says you have to stop. Nobody says you have to retire. Now, you do have non-competes that you have to worry about. So, you know, if you own a business in Dallas, Texas, and you have another branch in San Antonio, Texas, and you have a buyer that wants to buy your Dallas location, and you live in Dallas, but you've been running your San Antonio location remotely for years, and it runs fine, and it gives you $100,000 a year of cash, or if not more, that's a huge opportunity, right? So nobody says you have to stop, and there's ways that you get an attorney involved and you structure it appropriately to where you're not getting screwed and, and having to shut down your other branch. But if you can keep that other branch running, you can now you now get a little bit of capital in the business or whatever it was going to be used for. But now you have this other business and you can focus on that. And you can literally repeat this over and over and over again. And I'm not the only one that has done that. Uh, there's a company that was based, and I guess they still are, up in the Northeast, and maybe they're listening right now, but Cat's Eye. I've done a little research on this business. And this business is primarily, looks like a pest control company, looks like they do a lot of wildlife control, a lot of exclusion. And Service Master, the parent company of Terminex, came in and bought the Northeast division of Cat's Eye. 
at the time. They were doing about $10 million a year. And they had three primary states that they were operating in, New York, Massachusetts, and Florida. And they sold off their New York wildlife and pest business, and they kept their Massachusetts and Florida business. So they are able to get an advance on future earnings. They kept the rest of their company, and it looks to me like they may repeat that through time over and over again. And I don't know why people aren't doing this more. Um, there's a lot of other pest control companies that are doing this repeatedly that I've looked into. Um, some are building up their company, selling it off completely, and then going out and starting it over again, um, like the very next month. Obviously, non-competes are really what you got to watch out for more than anything. But going back to the income conversation if, if you're going to work every day for income, why would you not want to make more now? It doesn't make any sense why you wouldn't. So there's so many different opportunities out there right now where you can look at growing your business a lot of different ways. And you don't have to just sell off a branch. You don't have to sell the entire business. You know, One way you could certainly go about it is by selling off a percentage of your business as well. If it's if you have free cash flow in your company, you're turning a profit every month, you're growing, there's certainly people out there that have money that are interested in getting some mailbox money. And if you need the capital, they're willing to take some of the equity. Even better, if you can get somebody that has experience running a business in your industry or at least in a service industry where they're servicing customers in residential neighborhoods or commercial businesses. Uh, it doesn't have to be wildlife control or pest control, but it can be something similar. You bring somebody like that that has a lot of experience, that has, has the capital they can put into your business. They take a little bit of equity. They're going to take a piece of the pie. But now they can teach you things that you may not have known otherwise. You know, I think our industry as a whole, the wildlife control industry, is broken up with people who either started their business from scratch, they just wanted to get into the industry, so they jumped in and figured it out. I do know some guys that did that. They, they uh, did not work for anyone before, but the majority of us, myself included, came from another business. We worked in the industry we worked for a competitor. We worked for a, a Terminex, Orkin, TrueTech, Critter Control, one of the big guys. And we got our feet wet. We got to know the industry. And we told ourselves, well, I can do this myself. And you go back out and you open a business, hopefully, after your non-compete is up. And because of that, because most of us did that, I think that most of us probably did that not because we had this huge exit in mind in the future, but we did that simply because we were just tired of dealing with the corporate BS and we wanted to go off on our own. Or maybe the company we were working for wasn't doing so great and we saw that there was a better way to do things. So we did and, and they weren't willing to go our way. But regardless of the reason, if you're taking on the risk of running a business, which is super risky. You got liability, 
situations on a daily basis. If you have employees, you got trucks out there driving all over creation. I think wildlife control dr- trucks probably drive way more than pest control trucks in terms of annual miles, um, especially if you're covering a big territory or a major city. Um, and it makes perfect sense to decrease risk to go ahead and get tomorrow's earnings today or you know multiple years in the future, the, the earnings from then today, so that you have a lot more personal freedom. And, and then here's one other way, talking about freedom. Look, if you've been grinding your butt off for 10 years or five years or whatever, and you want a quote-unquote break, and you want to go travel or do things, and you're you're okay leaving the city that you live in behind. I think that a lot of people just kind of get stuck living in the box that society puts out there for us of waking up, going into the office, going to work, getting in your truck, going out servicing customers. You know, you're off on the weekends. Maybe you work a little bit on the weekends. I know most of you wildlife control guys that are running smaller businesses, you're working every single weekend out in the field, and that's great because you're you're taking advantage of opportunity and you're doing what it takes. But going out today and selling all of your business today and getting a premium on that and having financial freedom, you might have to wait a year later, you might have to stay on for a year, but after that year you have fi- some serious financial freedom that you wouldn't have otherwise. Go travel. Go enjoy yourself. Now, I know right now with COVID, you can't really do that. But, hey, hell, you could, you could hop in an RV and travel all over the U.S. all you want um, and see, <laughs> see at least the United States. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, I'm going to work every day to make a dollar. I did not come from wealth. I do not have a trust fund. I don't have a bunch of money I'm waiting on. Uh, you know, what I make of myself is, is what I have and that's pretty much it. And I don't see a single reason why I shouldn't go out and utilize opportunities and, and provide value to other companies as, as best as I can, uh, as, as they go out into the market and, and take my wildlife business and, and grow it. So I just wanted to share that message with you, with you guys. And, and I wanted to go ahead and get this out there now because we're going to get some, some people on here that have some very serious skills that I do not have in terms of mergers and acquisitions. You don't see a lot of M&A activity in the wildlife space. I was doing some research last night. You know, ServiceMaster, the parent company of Terminex, 2014, 2015, 2013, they were buying wildlife companies because they were starting to roll out wildlife services across all of their locations. And they were buying small mom and pop wildlife companies. Um, and they actually did approach me back in 2014. I respectfully declined. But they did that by getting some people that had experience in the wildlife control industry and that could help them roll that out across all their branches. And it wasn't, but a few years before that, Rollins went out and bought True Tech from Lenny Beck and Stan, I forget your last name, I'm sorry, Olstein, just remembered it. 
And uh, they grew that into a much bigger company. And then a few years later, went out and bought Critter Control. But ever since then, it's been very, very quiet. So I want to get these M&A guys on there, are on here to discuss that, discuss what their thoughts are. They're not going out, these M&A guys that I'm going to bring on, they're not going out and looking for wildlife companies to buy. They're looking for recurring revenue, looking for pest control, which is why if you do run a wildlife business, you should get into pest control and you should find a way to provide recurring services because that is going to help you in a lot of different ways, especially in the valuation of your business. But what I want y'all to do is shoot me an email with any questions that you want me to ask these folks. I'm going to get them on here over the next couple of weeks. So we probably got about a week until I'll get the first one on. I'm not going to say who it is yet. He's going to go unnamed until he comes on. Uh, But he's from a very large pest control company. He agreed last night that he'll he'll come on here. Um, And he's out buying companies on a regular basis, the company he's with has done 97 transactions in the past 10 years. They bought 97 companies in the past 10 years. That's quite a few. Uh, so needless to say, he's got a lot of experience. So if you have any questions at all, I don't care if you think they're dumb or not, shoot me an email, kyle at conservemail.com, C-O-N-S-E-R-V, mail.com. And in the subject line, just put um, M&A so I know what it's about. And then when he comes on here, I'll ask him those questions. So, guys, I want to just try and bring you guys as much value as possible to your business and help you guys grow your business, get multiple perspectives for multiple people. And I know I don't have enough people on here um, trying to improve on that, but... uh, Ask me your questions and I'll do my best to get them answered. And, you know, anything else that you guys want to know of different methods to grow, different ways to get capital in your business, um, different ways to finance trucks, um, shoot me an email. Let me know. Be happy to help you any way I can. Until then, happy trapping.